0: Hello, hello, everyone. Chad Inman here. Welcome to Day 16 of the 2 Corinthians Audio Devotional. Today's reading is chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. I will be reading from the New Living Translation. So let's get right into it. For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is, when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an internal body, made for us by God himself and not by human hands. We grow weary in our present bodies, and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing. For we will put on heavenly bodies. We will not be spirits without bodies. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh. But it is not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us. God himself has prepared us for this. And as a guarantee, he has given us his Holy Spirit. All right. So this is an interesting passage. It seems Odd for Paul to be talking about human bodies. He clearly wants us to know that even after death and resurrection, we will have bodies. So the question is, why is that so important to him? Interestingly, looking at yesterday's reading doesn't really help give context to these words. In the previous day's reading, Paul is talking about Christ's resurrection and the, and the assurance Christ's followers have that they will be resurrected in Christ. Paul then urges the church to focus on eternal things, heavenly things rather than the temporary, that makes this topic of earthly and resurrected bodies seem a little out of place. So I was, as I was exploring this, trying to figure it out. I realized something. Yesterday and today's readings in Second Corinthians are a recap of what Paul addresses in the fifteenth chapter of First Corinthians. That chapter is the second to last in the letter. And it is essentially Paul's closing thoughts on that writing. In the chapter, he discussed the death and resurrection of Christ. He then goes on to argue that because Jesus was resurrected, there must be a resurrection of the dead. Finally, he states that the, that, that resurrection of the dead means that there will be a resurrected body. Paul is saying that it is of utmost importance that followers of Christ believe these three truths that Christ was resurrected. That Christ's followers will be resurrected and that their resurrection is a bodily one. So, why is this understanding of a bodily resurrection so important to Paul? Paul is speaking to a Greek audience, and their thoughts about both God and humanity are shaped by Greek philosophy, including concepts created, sorry, concepts credited to Plato and Socrates. Some prevailing thoughts at that time included that God is outside space and time and unaffected by what goes on in creation, that the human body is essentially a prison for the soul, and that reason and emotions are in conflict. So emotions are to be denied. Our reason should always trump our emotions. So Paul is aware that when he talks about being jars of clay, as he did in the reading two days ago, and focusing on things unseen, as he did in yesterday's reading, some things could be implied— that he does not mean. Now, because I am a complete nerd, I could easily spend the rest of our time talking about how Christians are still in danger of having their understanding of God, creation, and humanity impacted by Greek thought. I could go on and on about how God took evening walks in physical form in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. I could list scripture that reveals God having emotions, being impacted strongly by the behavior of humanity, and even God's decision being swayed by Moses. I could suggest that perhaps Jesus' passionate clearing of the temple and the tears he shared with Mary at her brother's funeral might actually tell us just as much about who God is as Jesus' teaching and his miracles. I will resist the temptation to go further and further down this rabbit trail, but I do want to ask you this to consider. Just now, what made you more uncomfortable? The Greek statements I mentioned or the scriptural examples? So now that I gave you a quick second to think about that, let's get back on topic. This topic is so important to Paul because it impacts how the church of Corinth views God and themselves. The central issue is what it means to be made in the image of God. What does God's words mean as recorded in Genesis 1 verses 26 and 27, which states, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his image, in the image of God, he created them. Both male and female, he created them. Realizing Jesus' resurrection was bodily, that he was physically touched, that he ate food, reveals to Paul that our resurrection will also be this way. This means that in contrast with the popular opinions of the day, Our bodies are not a prison trapping our soul, and our emotions are not something to deny. Both our bodies and our emotions are part of what make us like God. So why is this so important, and what does it mean for us today? Well, for me, this understanding has changed the way I view the spiritual, physical, emotional, and mental aspects of my life. I began to understand that all four areas bleed together. I learned that my physical, emotional, and mental health all impact my spiritual state of being. Practically speaking, it has changed the way I look at my addiction, leading me to submit to the principles and practices of the recovery process, recognizing that it does in fact fit with my understanding of faith. It has also prompted me to get serious about how negative experiences in the past have impacted me, So I engaged in counseling rather than believing that the impact would just go away if I were more spiritual. Finally, it has informed my decision to be more honest about how ADHD, which causes my brain to respond differently than those who are neurotypical, has negatively impacted my work, my relationship with loved ones, and my self-esteem, and it drove me to get more serious about treatment. In short, this understanding has helped me reject the lie that a good Christian, quote-unquote, doesn't need to address any of those things. God has patiently and gently invited me into the process of groaning and sighing, expectantly waiting for this bodily resurrection. And what about you? How does a broader understanding of your likeness to God change the way you look at your emotions, your mental and your physical health? Are there things in your life that you are neglecting because they don't seem spiritual enough? What might God be asking you to consider and to act upon? Will you join me? and stepping into the process of groaning and sighing as we wait for this bodily resurrection that is to come. Let's pray. Lord, please continue to show us what it means to be made in your image. Graciously remind us that as image bearers, we are called to move ever closer to become our true selves, not to try to deny who we are. Please help us to discover ourselves. Help us to realize the power you have embedded in us. Help us to anchor ourselves to you. We know that you have good plans for us, and you are calling us onto yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.